Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ilana. I'm Dina. And we are your pop culture vultures in Couture. Tonight we are without guests because Dina and I wanted some quality time to really like talk freely about all of our thoughts for all things Bravo. We have a very exciting night. We're going to break down quite a few shows. Dina, let's get started. I think without, you know, saying we have the the breaking news that has happened, you know, today, which is probably one of the most event, like, it's probably one of the biggest events now that I can think of is that Hannah Baker, I believe, right, Baker? No, why would he call her Bird Dog if her last name is Baker? What's her last name? Something with the words burn. I, I would think it's burner. Like, I'm 99.9% sure her name is Hannah Burner. Who's Hannah Baker? I have no idea. Hannah Baker is someone that you've made up in your head. Perhaps from some story you've read, show you watch. You know, but we she Google it. Hannah Baker. I'm going to just call her Hannah Baker. I think the reason that the world knew that Luke has no emotional attachment to Hannah is from the time he met her, he called her Burn Dog. So... It wasn't like, ooh, burn, David. It was like burn dog because that's like how he nicknamed her based on her last name. When a guy calls you like something based on her last name, unless it's Jim Halpert calling Pamela Beasley Beasley on The Office, it's never an affectionate like I want you. No, I feel you. But back to the breaking news about Hannah. Hannah is engaged Mm -hmm. and she's engaged to a man who looks like what Kyle will look like in 30 years from now. I know. I don't know who this Des Bishop is. Like, I've never heard of him as a comedian. But I don't mean, like, as me being a fellow comedian. I mean, like, I've never heard of his comedy. But, Sandy, I saw him for the first time in their engagement picture. And I was like, is that Kyle? Because it just made me think of how many times she gets so aggressive with Kyle and has kind of, like, been... um, like projecting stuff onto Kyle and Amanda's relationship. And I just feel it's because he's your type. So he's triggering something. Yes. As well as the fact that it really just shows me just like one of my favorite shows known as made in Chelsea. This summer house is so, so, so scripted. Like nothing, nothing about this show to me is now real. Nothing. So I have to say that I've really enjoyed the last few seasons of Summer House. I feel like it's, especially after they got rid of the work at Circus and, you know, kind of brought in like Paige and Hannah and now Luke and um, Ciara, who I love them all as like a new cast. I feel like they keep improving the cast and getting great like chemistry and I'm kind of okay with it being fake because a as Denise Richards shared with us in her bravo bravo fucking bravo thing they're all producing they're all creating plot lines and I I'm aware like I'm in on the joke so I'm okay with it plus I feel like we get some very real and raw moments like for example I, I know I told you this earlier today, but we were on a podcast, so I'll repeat myself, but like Perry and Paige, that feels very real. Like we're really watching her kind of go through this emotion where she's trying to work out like 
does she want this guy who will marry her and have this future with this person or do you want this sort of free I think regardless of sort of any staged antics you get a lot of authenticity as well on all the shows that come through despite the people producing themselves so like with Paige and Perry I think we've really found a real moment that a lot of girls could probably relate to where they've got someone who has a on paper perfect relationship with a great guy who wants marriage who wants a certain future with that person and I think Paige thought that's what she wanted but now that she has it she wants more independence she wants to kind of be out there and, and experience certain things as an unattached person that someone who is in a relationship can't necessarily do in the same way and I think that is as riveting TV as anything, like watching that happen within her and, and kind of watching her find a, a totally different voice than the one she's had before. So even if it is fake, I'm okay because I'm more excited about when Atlanta comes on than I am, like, for example, with Dallas. I'm more excited when Summer House comes on than, for example, when Real Housewives of Dallas comes on. No, I, I agree. I mean, Dallas has some interesting moments, but has it been something I really feel like we need to break down? Not right now. But I do think with Summer House, at least when it comes, Paige might be giving us certain things, although I hate the whole Carl and her love like thing or when they kind of like even allude to the fact that they might have like chemistries. I hate when they even do it a little on the show because I just don't see them like that at all. But to me, it really shows that Lindsay, Carl, and Hannah, we know like certain bits of their lives. And I do think what Carl would just went through is so horrific. And even like everything that he's done to really like improve everything has been. That feels very real. I'm into Carl. Well, Carl, like his storyline this year is real. But I think him and Lindsay last year was not. I'm not even 100% sure when she was talking about on her birthday this year and last year. Like, I was trying to remember if last season on her birthday, she that was right. I think that was when she still had something with Carl because wasn't that, like, when he did that thing where he asked that girl out and it was, like, at, at like, a workout place and then she was upset because it was, like, her birthday? Yeah. Or am I just sort of mixing things? I don't think you're mixing it. I just don't think they were even together that season. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, at least if you're going to do a fake plot, like, hold your story, like, yeah. onto an outline. Carl has brought this season. Like, we are seeing an amazing Carl. Do I still think that Paige and Carl would ever date? No. But I think we're seeing an amazing Carl. But I think No, but I do think Paige is physically attracted to him. I don't, I don't even see that they have that great of chemistry. I don't know. But I think that with Hannah, like, I think Lindsay and Carl last season did a whole play, um, fake line. Because I think originally the show wasn't as fake. It's been in the more, more recent years. Like, first to me, the sign was the whole Lindsay and Carl thing. And then this season, Hannah. I honestly, like, there's a part of me who wants to love Hannah. Like, I feel that the world loves her, so then I should. And there's something about her where I'm like, you are cool. But then there's another part of me that's like, she's so inauthentic. 
she always seems like she's acting a role and this today made me really think I'm right like that's why maybe I don't like her because I know deep down inside of me that none of the last few years have been real with her so I have my issues it's so funny with summer house are totally different than yours like I feel like there's this weird generational divide on the show where you've got like the old cast who are also significantly older than the new cast and with some of the cast like more with the boys than with the girls but you could kind of see the authentic interactions between them but especially Danielle and then Lindsay it doesn't make sense I don't think she likes the girls I don't think the girls like her I think in terms of the guys like everyone seems to ignore Danielle equally and like I even think the cameras do there was literally an episode where they showed her sleeping in the jacuzzi like that's not even good tv ever there's never a time where the most interesting thing happening in a house is someone sleeping in a jacuzzi but they had nothing else to show of her so they showed her sleeping in a jacuzzi that was not okay that was abusive to me like my time's precious too I think Danielle is there to represent a friend no a friend I think she's a friend for Lindsay because Lindsay no but that's my point if Lindsay is like I heard something that literally offended me to my core as a Sonia fan. And that was on, I think it was Bitch Sash, but it might have been a different podcast, but I'm 90% sure it was Bitch Sash, where they actually had the audacity to complain. I think it was Danielle compared Lindsay's outburst about the sandwich to something funny that Sonia would do. If Sonia was outbursting about a sandwich, it would make me laugh. It would be hilarious. It would be a good time. Lindsay is so dark and aggressive and like sort of this like type of feminism where it's like if you do anything that sort of um, traditional gender roles, then it's offensive. And I take offense to that. Like when she's screaming at this guy who's seemingly, at least from what you're, we're seeing, like done nothing, not supportive of her. In fact, he's clearly made his whole life upside down because he's moved into this house for her. He didn't sign up for the show originally. So he's doing this just for her. And then she's screaming at him like, what have you done for me? Because he asked her to make him a fucking sandwich. I was like, you don't belong on this show. Like you're so negative. You're so dark. And you don't even represent, I feel like, a group that this show is, is supposed to be reflecting. But I think the world knows Lindsay's in a dark place. When we all saw her in her journal write down what she expects in the next few years and her age even, Lindsay's just going through a dark time. Do I get why she's on the show? But her life is a dark time, Dina. Ever since we first met her, she has been fighting with a man that she's dating and her roommate in the most aggressive manner in a way it makes no sense like whatsoever and has brought nothing but like to me like the fight and not even in a clever sort of Kenya Moore way it's just fighting in this like very aggressive energy and it's like when I think of a summer house I think of a good time I think of people who are all genuinely friends like bonding together over this like need to like escape reality when I think of Lindsay I think of someone who's 
drenched in their own reality that there's no escape and then there's no escaping her. And it's like, why? No one would continue to live with that girl. I do agree with you. She's hard like her fake boobies. But you know how <laughs> you know how um you know how Hannah was so upset about the party, the New Year's party she wasn't invited to? Yeah with Lindsay but then I found out well probably you saw too on Watch What Happens Live Kyle I think said that each ticket was $10,000 so she like had bought each one for each person with her close friends but then that made me think of one thing one is Lindsay she bought Luke or wait is him yeah she bought Luke a $10,000 ticket I don't know you know Andy Cohen nor um Amanda Either of them. Petulia? Yes. Seemed to um, dig deeper. I would have. I would have said, hold on, good sir. What was the 10000 for? What was the charity? Did she have it prearranged? Was it Lindsay working with this company? So she got it comp because she's promoting them. But each ticket in reality is $10,000. Dina, why weren't you interviewing them? I don't know. Andy did not invite me on. And I really feel like Andy... You know, he could like Andy's been a little tired. Sometimes when I watch and watch what happens live and the reunions, like I recently watched what reunion was it that was really recently on? Mm, Salt Lake City. And I just felt like Andy was not giving me all the answers and questions I needed from him and the follow ups more importantly. Like there were things like for example with the um swingers in Utah. Like we literally we skidded through it. There was no solid touchdown. Nothing. It made me think of Cher when she's like, I totally paused. Like, there was no pause. There was no stop. I We rolled past it. And no one said anything when Whitney said, I know so many. I'm very good friends with so many. What does like, that mean? Why you know so many? Yeah, like, and how do you know that so No, I know. I had so many questions. But even also, like, I would have loved... For, you know, when Lisa and Heather, sorry to jump to a totally different story, but like we're kind of going at it. House. I feel like we did it. We, we went through it. Yeah. Was there anything? Yeah. Else? Moving on. No, this was I a segue. segue. Yeah. Beautiful. And now we've noted it for the public. We have. And, but when at the reunion, they were having their like, first of all, I'm sorry, but whoever is Lisa Barlow stylist, she looked gorgeous, but you gone and fucked up with her hands. I could not even look at that gorgeous Michelle Mason dress on her without getting distracted by the orange nonsense happening on her hand that were like 10 shades different than the rest of her body. But Lisa did comment on it on Watch What Happens Live as well and did recognize the mistake and said she hopes people, you know, don't hold it against her. I but I would never hold it against her. I hold it against her team. And I just, the only thing I would hold against her is that she knows us and I have not received any sort of outreach about us helping her rectify that situation. So that was a little hurtful. I mean, but she goes us through IG, I'm, but yes. Yes, but like that's knowing there's been actual conversation, and to me, that's practically best friends. Like, we should be I having sleepovers. Beautiful thing. I just, yeah, yeah. And like, do I want her to be wearing the jewelry designed? Absolutely, but do I want those orange hands a part of it? Obviously, not. We need to fix that before she's, you know, wearing the jewels. Ilana and I have an addiction, but it's something we've both come to accept. 
Accessories. Nikki Rooks is our go-to when accessorizing any outfit. Her unique designs are amazing standalone pieces or work gorgeously stacked together. You can shop Nikki Rocks by going to her website, NikkiRocks.com. N-I-C-K-I-R-O-X-X.com. Apply our discount code StylishlySolomon25 for 25% off. Stylishly Solomon 25. Solomon with all O's. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. We know you'll thank us later. Happy shopping! Obviously, a thousand percent. And I'm glad, you know, we can recognize it and we can, you know, take that as notes, lesson learned. Next time, I bet season two, they're filming right now. Lisa's going to look amazing. But she looked amazing during this season. Yes. But we before we get into our, like, sound bites from the Salt Lake City, which look was your favorite? We haven't mm-hmm. discussed it yet. Dina, that's an excellent question. Can I just say one more, actually, just speaking of fashion summer house thing? I have to say I was most looking forward to Paige's wardrobe coming into this season. But Amanda has been killing it. I like everything I see. I feel like it's much more reflection. I feel it's much more reflective of my current, like, sort of, post-COVID world, like the apocalypse fashion of it all. I love it. And Paige, whilst I'm not going to lie, she has now worn multiple things that I own and have worn. You as well. Check her IG for proof. And I am not like, I don't know. It's just not exciting me. Maybe because now it's like a year old and I'm just sort of like, eh. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from Amanda and I also, I really love Amanda and I'm just not into like the haterade that I see happening all around. Like people are really nasty about her sometimes on social media. I don't know. But like even I was listening to another podcast and they were just like, oh, I can't stand her. She's so this, she's so that. And I was just thinking, I, mm -hmm, and I think she's so chill. She's so sweet. She's quick to get over stuff. And like, I think it's really nasty to hear women like kind of calling her like negative things about her emotional state related to like Kyle but like it is a big deal to go through what she went through and even bigger deal to have the strength as a couple to get through it and be stronger and better for it but like we watched her at her most exposed time we watched her when she was struggling to get this guy to even commit to her and to be honest with her about their relationship then we saw when they got to a good place and then we saw what happened after where he was still not treating her right so it is like so vulnerable and I just I adore her and I think she's great I think she's a great friend I do think just like a little extra about her like she's not learned the lesson that like don't give anyone your opinion unless they specifically ask for it but outside of that I think she's wonderful but so to answer your Salt Lake City question, though, for the reunion, I wasn't, like, super excited about any of the looks because I sort of felt like it gave me vibes of more like an Olympic ice skating ring than it did, like, a beautiful... Or, like, if the Olympics on an ice skating ring had a prom with people from different decades who were dressing like the decade they were born in, that's what they look like. So no one like really 
excited me, but I thought Lisa minus her hands that weren't even coordinated with her outfit. Um, I liked her dress, but not that they need to be wearing the most expensive thing, but it like actually is like a contemporary line that makes what she was wearing. And it felt to me like a little more than casual in terms of like the other women were much more over the top. And I think that's one of the reasons she looks so beautiful. Cause I think probably she would naturally wear that and probably maybe has reworn it or would rewear it. Um, I did not like Whitney and Meredith's looks. I felt like it made both of their uh, boobs like, it didn't even flatter them, but they were like extra on display and extra rounded. And it was giving me like, especially Meredith, even though I think she's like phenomenally gorgeous and I love like everything about her shape and everything. But it was making me think of when Posh and Bex first came to America and they did that VMA where she was wearing the white corset. Oh, yeah. and I think it was, I think it was Versace. It might've been D and G, but anyway, corseted dress and her like boobies were just really like rounded and like super like odd looking and she even got them removed after that not so soon after I should say um and it was just because it was like it's like it like sort of just doesn't feel like almost feminine it feels like aggressive and maybe that's what they're going for in which case you know great but it wasn't my favorite look plus especially with Meredith her go-to has been pantsuits all season. So I was really hoping to see like a different kind of look more like her pink dress. Oh yeah. Something, like softer, you know, like a, just like a different, a kind of a whole different look. So that was what I thought. You? Well, I agree with you about Lisa. Like I think she just looked beautiful in general, but I also felt for a reunion, it was kind of like, hmm. My answers are a little different than here because I actually, but only sitting. I thought Meredith looks beautiful when she was sitting down. So if I didn't know what the bottom half of that gown was like, or what was it? Was it like a, wasn't it like um, cut high low? There's something weird about it, right? It's cut high low. It was. Yeah. Like kind of. Like yeah, yeah. No, but I thought honestly, when she was sitting down, I was like, she is just. But she's so beautiful. Like I honestly actually think pretty much everyone in a cast is quite beautiful, but Lisa and Meredith for me are yeah, just—they're just like stunning. And then I know this is gonna sound crazy, and I've heard a lot of people don't agree with me. I actually thought Mary looked really pretty. I thought like. Oh, she no. looked pretty. I like the way. Know what Meredith look, uh, Mary, sorry, looked like to me? Like, um, like, not her, but like the dress she was in was giving me vibes of, I think, either the, uh, no, it was giving me vibes of like a King Charles Spaniel. You know, like the their hair, oh, like especially their, their ears. Their hair yeah, like the. No, no, but no, not her face. If you took her face away and like her body and just kind of looked at that dress in a flat lay, I would tell you the dress looks to me like the lady from Lady in a Tramp. So don't put it on like I think one of my issues with Mary in terms of fashion is she doesn't know how to dress her shape and she doesn't usually know how to dress also like the event. She just wears something that she's attracted to even if it doesn't fit. Yeah. And I will say that I did think the dress fit her really nicely and I love the color on her. And I, I personally, I, I 
I forget if I saw her red or whatever, but somehow I was informed. She didn't like her makeup and I thought her makeup looked beautiful. Like I thought her face looked beautiful, but I felt like the dress was giving me sort of the hair on the dress. It looked more hair than fur. I don't know. I was think. I just kept thinking of Lady and the Tramp. It might also be though that I just got Disney Plus and did just watch that, the live action. I it was very good. See the comparison. I can see the comparisons. I see it. Okay. However, nope. I still liked it. I will say, Jen, Whitney, and Heather were ready to take on the skiing Olympics or the ice skating Olympics. I did like Jen's hair, though. Oh, Jen's hair was so good. So cool. Yeah. But everything else, I was like, why? Who? Who did this to you? And then... But, oh, sorry. No. Um, and then, like, because obviously, I think if you've listened to this podcast before, one might know, I don't love Whitney. She's not my cup of tea. And I do like Heather. But did I love Heather at this reunion? A lot of Oh my gosh, we have to talk I about this. The world seemed to turn on Heather during the reunion. And well, I kind of had a change of heart. Like, did I feel Heather was extremely defensive? And she did give us a very hilarious line when she told Lisa that she should write a book, that she's not going to read it, but she should write a book. And I was like, good for you getting that sass on. You are not reading her while she's She's not going to read it. And I'm definitely going to read someone by telling them that. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that. But, you know, in terms of Heather, I was proud of her because I felt like here's a person who has been shy to express themselves probably their whole life and sort of constantly bit their tongue or sort of only within a very small safe group would she really like be vulnerable to her opinion and I think stronger personalities like a Jen are attracted to that type of person because then they get to really be the expressive one and they kind of have this sort of silent um not silent I don't think Heather was silent but sort of more quiet less you know more tamed person that isn't going to like take away from their ability to really express themselves and I was just really proud that she like probably because she got the ultimate blessing that anyone can get and was you know given the kiss of life by Rihanna that now she has that confidence can we just talk for one minute Lisa's reaction Mm -hmm. I totally get it. I think anyone on that couch that isn't Heather was feeling that way. Lisa just was not good at hiding that expression. But I also felt like Lisa's expression said so much to me. It said, one, why isn't Princess Riri messaging me? Which is something I ask myself daily. She is my spirit animal. I always want to drop down and get my eagle on with her since I was a little girl. But second, I thought it said, you talk about this every day. And I would as well. But it was clear yeah. to me that expression. I also felt like it was also saying, like, I'm questioning if I even like Rihanna anymore. No, no one can question <laughs> that. No one can question that a lot. No, I'm <laughs> saying Elisa's face. No, I know. But, but that's like a question no one should even have in their mind. She is but Rihanna. I think she so doesn't like Heather that it was, it's like even deeply making her. But here's what I have to say. 
whilst I was proud of Heather for having her voice, from getting it out there and from feeling like, like confident enough to really not just like have an opinion, but as Lisa um, Rinna would shout at her, but owning it, she really owned her opinion. And so I'm proud of her for that. Having said that, I didn't agree with one thing she was saying. I felt like she has this like bone that she's found to pick with Lisa. And it feels at this point, like she's doing it for the cameras. Like it feels very self-produced in my opinion. And there is no way that this offends her. So either a, there is something else that's happened like in their dynamic that has allowed for her to feel this hurt that she doesn't want to share. Maybe it has to do with like filming stuff or production stuff. So she's not going to share it with the public. Or B, she's simply just doing this for telly because it does not seem that either of them are arguing the point like whether they were friends. She doesn't like the way Lisa phrased that they were not like intimates. You know, like knowing someone and knowing someone is different. Like one could say we know each other very well. I think we're getting to know each other. There's a long history. Long history. Someone else might say no need to even say that because you're sisters it's assumed but you would find that there not, are a lot of people entire diary not, 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 not a liar you know well not to mention in first and second season of beverly hills real housewives beverly hills a lot of times they would talk about kyle and kim they said there's a long history there because um, apparently it needs to be explained but with two people there are like a million people well not that many, but there are quite a few people I went to university with who I know of, and maybe I even had a nickname for, not to their face, but I had a nickname for. Even maybe now on Instagram, we sort of communicate probably even more than we did then. But I would not say I know them. I would like, I would not phrase it as, oh, I know that person. I would say I know of that person, or like we went to school together, but I would also asterisk it like, but we were never friends. And I feel like more or less that's what Lisa did. Maybe she used her own way of phrasing it. But I think Heather is acting like Lisa said something hurtful to her character. And if Heather's issue was the statement of like the good time girl statement, then that would be her full argument. But what she was arguing, it seemed till she turned blue in the face, was about the did you know her? Like it, but at the same time, they both said that they weren't friends. So how do you really know a person? Like, what does that mean to someone? You might have a different definition of it than I do. Because for me, if someone says they know me, what I take, like, if, if person X says, oh, I know Ilana, to me, that means, like, I know them. Like, I'm friends with them. Or you would say, like, like, if someone says, oh, have, like, it's more like, have you heard of them? You know what I mean? Like someone might say, oh, I know her. Like I went to school with her, but we weren't friends. You know what I mean? You have to contextualize it because for me, it doesn't just mean something to say, I know a person. And this whole fight boils down to that. Dorit, Candice, Tinsley, and Bethany. If these names get you excited about fashion, then you will love the styles that we provide on our Like to Know It and Amazon page, Stylishly Solved. Girlie with a bit of an edge is our specialty, and you're going to love our looks and the looks that inspire our wardrobe. You can purchase everything through our Like to Know It and Amazon pages. 
Follow us on Like to Know It by going to liketoknow.it slash stylishly percent 20 Solomon to follow our looks and shop our daily wares. To shop our Amazon page, go to amazon.com slash shop slash stylishly Solomon spelled S-T-Y-L-I-S-H-L-Y-S-O-L-O-M-O-N. Happy shopping! Yeah, no, I can see. I really think with Heather that Lisa represents, like, everything, like, maybe in a certain way, like, the person, like, the groups that she wanted to be accepted, or Lisa must represent her, somebody or a person who never accepted her, and Lisa is still that kind of, like, whatever in her personality, Heather brings out Heather, because, like, I think, not brings out, it brings out anger in Heather, because... Also, I think throughout the reunion, which made me feel less and less sympathetic to Heather, was that she kept arguing points that didn't need to be argued. Like when Andy yes. up the whole thing about divorce with Mormon. And Lisa, if you actually listen to what she says, at first she says that in the community, in the Mormon church, not related to what Heather went through or what Whitney went through, because what Whitney, at least, we don't know details about Heather. But with Whitney's, it's clear why they were from a Mormon church, not asked, I guess, to continue to go to that church. But with Heather, when you were, when you were listening and her try to argue, like Lisa starts crying about Meredith, her best friend, who's getting a divorce with a couple that she literally said her husband and her, their best friends, they look up to him. So she crying about that. And then Heather going, that's all I wanted. Divorce is hard. And you're saying that everyone's getting divorced, but you don't know what I went through and blah, blah. It didn't even make sense to me. Like, I didn't get what she was talking about. Of course, Meredith already has said she doesn't know you in a close way. She's not going to cry or even really feel maybe that sympathetic to what you're going through because she doesn't know your struggle. She knows Meredith. But that's also the point of what I'm saying earlier, knowing someone versus knowing someone. Yeah. Like to me, I don't know if on camera it was said and then sort of cut out because, you know, it's like extra um, words. But to me, I got the impression when Lisa said, I don't know her. Not that I don't know she exists and she followed it up by saying stuff she'd heard about her, but more like we weren't close. We weren't friends. And I think, like you said, there's something in Lisa because Heather just was I, like annoying at the reunion in terms of her constantly speaking up towards Lisa in a negative way. But I actually was really surprised with Meredith and I think it just shows how hurt she was even though she won't admit it um by the Jen Lisa friendship and I totally get it because I am not someone who would ever ask anyone to choose my side or to pick me in a friendship if there was ever it would never happen but if there is someone who hurt me and someone who I thought or considered to be a close friend of mine and they're still able to have a friendship with that person. And I actually can think of a very specific incident in university that this happened where they, that person will be more or less ghosted out of my life because it, I would never ask them not to be friends with the person, but the fact that they are okay with that person's behavior, makes me not okay to be comfortable with that person anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening with Meredith and Lisa. I agree with you. I think that Meredith, like like what you said, she would never say anything 
But I think to her, like Ema would. Say, She's like, I see you. Yeah, and she and like Ema would say it means something, and I think it does mean like, something. But here's why it also means something, which I feel like no one's like even saying. And well, I don't get why Meredith isn't. Meredith and Lisa have been friends for years and years. Lisa said at the reunion, Heather and her only met in 2017. Lisa recommended all these girls for the show. I'm guessing it was Lisa who's the steer friend. Of which she- makes sense, since she already had a relationship yeah. with Bravo. And she's like, you know, the queen of Salt Lake City, right? Uh, no. Am I Whatever sure? she is, she's running shit. So uh, I could see that. But like Lisa and Jen do not seem like they've known each other that long. So the queen of Sundance? I think it's the queen of Sundance. Sorry, the queen of Sundance. Um, and um, we don't know yet who's the queen of Salt Lake City. This is for Bravo to decide. But um, uh, with um, Mary. This is why this is... I love wait so I know actually I'll wait till you have your thought. I just I thought of something really funny Mary said. So I'll say that if I was Meredith, for me what would be a real like mind fuckery is if my best friend, like my ride or die. Let's just say you. And then you started like there was somebody who I was close with, but like she was in our circle and then she said something mean about me and you were still able to like be friends with her. No, but it's not knew. something mean. That's the problem. I have a great example. If you and I had a shared friend, and we have lots of them, and that person on national TV that actually airs internationally basically talked shit about my marriage and my husband and actually brought stuff that might have been something that wasn't even okay with, like, in that, if you think... I'm clearly never going to talk to this person again because they're dead to me. And if you think that's okay, well, then you are not the person I've thought you are all this year. I'm genuinely questioning our friendship if you can wrap your head around being sympathetic to that kind of person. Can you even imagine now that Lisa and Jen have made a friendship and then Jen again on national TV says, Again! Like, just everything. Yeah. How Meredith, I was like, I can feel it in her inner soul. I was like, Meredith has literally any spark, you know, that can come from knocking the rock that you have now turned her heart into. It won't even turn a flame. But even with Seth, I was so surprised by Seth. Yeah. Well, even with Seth, when she keeps turning back, like, that one time, and I was like, are they, like, saying everything's good? Because his eyes are saying things are in a bad place. I don't feel that way. I know they were in Boca. I mean, what bad could happen in Boca? Lana, did you not see his eyes when Andy said, are you guys okay? No, he looked a little stoned to me, but he didn't look sad. No, I thought his eyes were saying we are not. I might have read it wrong. I have to say, though, I'm not sure with the Zoom and the camera, like just the many multiple ways in which we're getting, if we're getting the best clarity on his eyes. Maybe. Possibly not. But I will say, as I don't want to forget, my absolute highlight of the reunion was when Mary said that she prefers to have her family work for her. Well, who doesn't? I mean, I might <laughs> I mean, I, like, all season can't get over that her cousin made. She's, like, really proud to say that she doesn't know anything about her. And then when she said, like, her cousin maid's mom is her cook. Is that what she said her she was? Cook, yeah, I believe so. And I was like, I was like, so your aunt's your cook. Your cousin is your maid. Your grandfather is your husband. Like, you can look outside your family. 
Now, this is after the reunion, and then I really do think we have to get into what's happening in Atlanta so much, so much. But before we do, Alana, this week, again, there, oh, was, and another, there was another breaking the newest of news. jerseys. Yes. But this week, there was another breaking of news that Mary's grandfather husband has mm. been talking to another lady. Now, did oh, you see goodness. these text messages? I saw them like the post of them but i did not read them did you take the time i did take the time to read them tell us they were kind of awkward to me like he's kind of awkward yeah. they're kind of awkward so i the tone i felt like the tone was right i mean i don't know either well obviously i don't know the girl but i have heard <laughs> 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 but i have heard the grandfather um, husband. I have heard him talk before. I have. So I was imagining his voice and lots of mention of the church. Hypothetical runs away. If they could run away. How he loves her. Not really any dirty talk, but definitely I felt like dirty talk for maybe a preacher. Or a pastor. But then again, we know Jamal, Pastor Jamal of Atlanta, hmm. is a dirty dog. So his his love letters might be of a different nature you know but this is the grandfather he's a grandfather as well so he's I, from a different time a different time it was a, a different time a different place so i just think you know i am under the belief that but it could be true but you know their love which i do think they have love for each other I do but too. it does seem sort of like i was thinking about this at the reunion it seems more protector and child, like like in a fatherly, not a grandfather, but a fatherly way. I just add another layer that. into it. And like when she said they don't have sex, but he buys her Chanel bags. And I was like, that's a dad. That's what a dad does. That is what <laughs> And then I will say, though, that I was very genuinely surprised and touched and thought it was amazing when Jen and Mary made up but even more when coach Shaw and grandpapa of Mary husband at, were bonding like I don't know it just felt like very raw and real and I felt like coach Shaw was saying like sorry my wife is batshit crazy but I told her that wasn't okay to speak about someone like that and it seems so genuine but like in a much nicer way and I and I felt like I could definitely see why Coach Shaw is like very inspiring to people because he has a way of saying things that feel like it's so, so genuine and emotional and aware of, of, of how he's made others feel. Or, and he was doing it on behalf of his wife. It wasn't even his own mistake. It was yeah. very sweet. No, I did think that was a sweet um, moment. But my thoughts on him right now are unclear. Unclear. But speaking of things that are clear, Alana Bolo, are you going to yellow? Um, to quote Shamia, who I do think should be a full-time cast member, Bolo! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, we, the two episodes, because I'm just going to group them into one. For me, they were two. Um, but um, I think and for the world, they were two, but I'm going to group them on here. The whole dungeon was so interesting. I mean, I love how the girls really did take on, you know, that Candy was their leader. They really respected 
Her the vibrating panties. That was too much. On telly. I was like, I feel like now we're getting a little porny. And it just felt like a little more, like, even if it was happening, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Like, I didn't like the idea that in the back of my mind throughout this episode, there was this sort of raunchy awareness that probably all night as Cynthia's sitting there, Candy's like, bzz, bzz, and she's like quietly having an orgasm. It's just well, like I'm gonna say one. I do agree with you, but two. I don't think it was a silent raunchiness. I think the last. I think that whole episode was like. No, I mean, like in addition to everything else that we're taking in. Well, didn't it one quietly in the background? Like, didn't when Cynthia was like on the 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 swing, like candy. Yeah. I felt There's like a lot of stuff happened. It felt too intimate. I'm not saying, like, first of all, sex positive here, all great, good for them. But it was felt like some of these stuff might have been stuff like I would have loved to happen when they did tell production bye-bye and it didn't need to be part of the show. Although, having said that, I do think Candy, it's that entire, the lot, like, episode was a reflection of the genius that is candy as a businesswoman i would not be surprised if people like start hiring candy coded knights team or whatever um to do their bachelorettes and whatnot having said that i think the most there's two things i have a question for you about one do you think that these women should be allowed for privacy during filming time, during the six weeks that they're filming? Do you think they're allowed to ask for special, like, privacy? And two, do you think if they've done that and productions agreed to give them that sort of, um, you know, cameras down moment, that other housewives have the right to bring it up? When you say privacy, what do you mean, like, with the cameras? Because at a certain point, Kenya says, like, I want to see more Bolo. They go and get Bolo and say, hey, the girls want to continue to party. Will you stay? Probably there were some eye looks related to financials. And he agrees <laughs> to stay. And they say they're going to turn down the cameras, right? Yeah. They talk to production. The producers on hand leave. So the rest of the night, they were using like nanny cams. All the women as a group participated oh. in hiding like the camera's turning it away. So my question is, if there's this agreed upon with the women that this moment is not for consumption of the public, now it's going to be this very, you know, um, intimate moment that they're all sharing as actual friends, does Kenya then have the right after to bring it out? Okay. So this has so many layers because... I believe in more of a Jordy Shore, I said Jordy Shore type of reality TV where I do think if you signed up to be on a show where literally we are watching about what you do in your life, the fact that if any part of it is something you don't want to share, I do think it's then you shouldn't be on TV. 
Also having said that, I do never, I, I am more of like a 1950s, 1940s movie watcher. I like for the more of the illusion, like we'll know what happened too. And then I want <laughs> the discussion afterwards. They can give me details. I'm fine with that. Like get into, but I don't need to see anything. That's your own private business. That's on you. However, because we are on a, a show, then it is my business. So that's where it becomes more layered. Now, with the girls as a discussion, I do feel bad for Candy. If it was all agreed upon them, that if the cameras agreed to shut down, which I'm glad they did what they did, but if they agreed to shut down, then I do think it would have been private. And in a normal world where you're not on a reality show, I think what Kenya did is fucked up. But in the scheme of the Real Housewives, I think what Kenya did was be boots on the ground and let us know what's happening. And she really did the good work of the people because how are we to know? So I disagree and I'm going to tell you why. Why? I felt like Kenya was being a Brandy Glanville in that moment. Oh, she I was. felt like Kenya, possibly because her baby was there, possibly because she was only acting a certain kind of way for the cameras in the first place. But the fact that for the other women... It was more genuine or possibly just because she was bitter because Latoya That's and Portia, you know, got intimate. And I think it made her very jealous. And I think also she wanted to embarrass Portia. So I don't think it was about coming down to the truth. Like she was genuinely curious. Huh. She wanted to kind of be sex negative and put shame on Portia for what she did. But to me... If you are on a reality show and the cameras, you're like a Geordie Shore, which is the British version of Jersey Shore, and, and you've all agreed, like in their contracts, in your understanding, everything goes. Then you signed up for it. You have no right to try to be shady. You have to answer your questions. People have a right to bring stuff up. It's part of what you've written about. If something has happened where there's been a conversation in a group the, the group and this is off limits so which is specifically what happened but for example like in some of the franchises they'll say children off limits they never bring up each other's children no matter how you know dirty or sloppy they go they'll never do that thing like if there is an agreement within the women that this is the line that we don't cross and all of them had an agreement and because it's very sexual in nature, so much so that even the production agreed that now, you know, they gave them enough for the the rest of the world. We certainly would have had enough at that. I felt like these women were themselves in a way that no one would be themselves sexually in that way in front of the camera. I just don't think it's even fair to, I mean, that becomes kind of pornographic. Like it crosses a line. People have the right, even as reality stars, to assume that their sex lives are private. It's not their dating lives, it's their sex lives. And I think why I felt Kenya was being very Brandy Glanville was because it was something that happened off camera in an agreed upon off camera thing. The cameras were never going to be involved in it and she made it involved. And I don't think that was fair, especially because I don't think she was motivated by trying to make the plot good. And I don't think she was motivated by production trying to encourage her to do it. I think she was 100% motivated by trying to kind of shame Portia, which seems like the opposite of the message of Bravo. I mean, I don't know what you mean by the opposite of the message of Bravo. 
Bravo because because I feel like Bravo's all about positive. Yeah, but they all they're about positivity, but they're also about like bringing everyone down. I mean, the whole own no, sex positive. Yeah, but even with that, like, they've done, like, how many times have the girls in a really mean and awful way have alluded to somebody's husband, like, and they're not saying it, like, nicely, like, trying to out somebody, trying to do this. Like, they're not, they're never in that way good. And this is, again, something Kenya's doing because, so my idea, my idea, but how I thought about Julian and I, who's been a guest on the show before we had this, we were talking about, and what I really believe is kind of what you said. I think cameras were down bolo came and kenya wanted bolo to make eyes with her i don't think bolo was giving her that many eyes i have to say out of all the outfits i don't care if she was all in the red i think portia looked amazing that face the little jewels like she was one of my favorite looks also side note kenya's floor twirls were not doing it for me like i don't think they were as sexy as she thought they were no i agree with you but she's so beautiful that honestly gorgeous I- how somebody could be so evil yet so beautiful. It, like It's such a mind game. It really is because sometimes I'm looking at her and I get lost in her beauty and I'm like, but you're so mean. Okay, I thought it was so cheesy and also it really just annoyed me more with her and anyone else who participated in it. But when they were doing that whole like, um, I don't know the name of the movie. What's it called? Um, with oh, Sharon Stone. Yes. When they were doing that yeah. whole reference. Yeah. It's like that, that it was like making the, the show cheesy when it didn't me not be that in my notes i agree with you yeah she looks so gorgeous basic okay basic instant. but kenya looks so gorgeous and i was just thinking like why have we never seen her in this type of dress like she doesn't need to do it for the world she's doing as you yeah i know she looked i I was like ah even when she reminds me she's so beautiful i have to say that was kind of the best acting i've ever seen her (laughs) like do i thought you know as far as i have seen her acting i think that was like worthy of an award i having said that not the appropriate yeah yeah this was not appropriate nor the place, and again, just right. Not the time or no, the place. But it did make me think of Made in Chelsea because at every reunion, they would do those stupid skits. Remember, I'd call you like yelling, and I'd be like, why, Alana? Why would they do this to me? I didn't sign up for this as a, as a show. This is a fake. No, this is supposed to be reality. That turned into fake. But back to the night. So what I think has happened was first Bolo was like, no, yo. Then he he yonders over because Portia, I mean, she is just dropped. I mean, they're all beautiful. But I mean, how can one not look at Portia and be like, that's what I need in my life? So obviously he was attracted. Oh, my God. And Portia's new interview look with the short hair and the kind of geometric top. I'm dying every time she's on camera. I'm just like, I can't stop looking at you. But anyhow, so like first there's that. Then I think earlier in the night which really, I, I believe, set Kenya off, was that Portia and LaToya were doing some down south things to each other. Down south. Hood, baby. <laughs> and I think in Kenya's head, she was like, oh, no, you didn't. That is my mm-hmm. enemy. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is no Romeo and Juliet. So I think with those two things in her head, she went upstairs to bed with her baby. And she said, I'm going to ruin Portia. No, for sure. And then I think a little bit later, I believe that Tanya, I'm so bad with Tanya. 
Tanya. the dumbest person I've ever I met. I know. But also, Tanya and Portia are really good friends. They travel all the time together. So I feel like we already know Portia like... And side note, Tanya is looking amazing. 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 I don't know if she's gotten some work done or it's just her summer glow, but she just looks... Oh, my God. When she was at the pink dress at the dinner that, where yeah. she was so stupid, I was like, oh, my goodness, you look gorgeous. Beautiful. But I also believe that. So they were hooking up. Probably been hooking up for a while. They were sharing. But, you know, event. some couples, I I know, like, specifically, I can think of one couple. Oh, do you know with, No, no, no. But you know who I'm talking about when I say it. Like, I've heard of couples who are like, it's fine if you hook up with another girl yeah like it's not cheating if the wife does that yeah i agree so tanya and her man might have that they might have an agreement but i think like it was portia and tanya and then portia and bolo maybe a little bit of portia tanya bolo but more in that order and i think that was agreed for off camera so i do agree with you that in that way that was off camera you know did we need to know that? In reality, no, that's none of my business. That isn't. That was their kept Was it an open room or was it Tanya's room? Because originally producers called it Tanya's room and then later they called it the open room. Because I think Tanya started sleeping in Portia's room the whole time. Which then, why didn't um, um, Marlo go in that room? I don't know. But I have to say that one of the things I love so much in the episode like, was... The after the night when they all go fishing and they all like there was some confusion of if it was a yacht or fishing and Marlo in her full like stilettos and fabulous look catches a shark and they're all like we've got you and they're holding her butt up and helping her and then you know Portia's got screaming how she's got her back from across the boat and like it was such a special moment of what I felt like why I watched this show because the night before they had all been so bonded and like getting on with each other and just like letting loose and being free. And even like, um, um, what's her name? Drew Zadora and her biggest fan Latoya were getting along. Everyone was just not being conscious of anything, but like the enjoyment of this moment. Oh, but then you need to catch and then, that little negative Nancy. She's right. Like but then, but then the next day it continued on is what I'm saying. Like I even actually have to say I had a full turnaround about Latoya because she actually called Kenya out and that it genuinely bothered her. It didn't just bother her like that she was saying it to the other ladies. Like she said it in front of but then, Kenya that she didn't like him. But then I watched on YouTube because I had that same thing. Plus I always like the way she dresses. But I was I um I was watching on you know, when it's like the when the housewives in Atlanta they talk about like what happened that episode, the like after show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Latoya and Candy were being interviewed, and Latoya was like basically like saying to Candy like it did happen. You just won't. You won't like you. She was yeah, but saying it was Candy. These aren't recorded in the moment. They're recorded after, and we've yeah. already seen like that Kenya has manipulated Latoya because she told her she has feelings for her, like sexual feelings. So I feel like that's made her maybe want to have Kenya's back. And obviously, like, I don't think we're the only people who have been kind of saying this about Kenya. So I feel like on the show, she's trying to like have her back 
by being like, no, so it's happened. So you've got to admit it's happened. So then Kenya doesn't look like, like in any way, a bad guy. Well, but I think why Kenya, well, first, I just have to say, because we just didn't talk about it at all. But how did you feel about Bolo's outfit? Um, my favorite thing about Bolo's outfit was when Marlo pointed out that it was not authentic Chanel. And that was my first thought. So I appreciated Marlo being yeah. that voice. She was sort of my Greek chorus in that moment. Because I was like, like, oh, my God, that was my thought when I saw it last episode, just the glimpse. And I was like, why is he wearing fake Chanel? Yeah, he can't afford it. Like, he seems like his career's topping. No reason to wear the fake stuff. So there was that thought. I was um, like, was I, that uh, used for masks originally? Like, how did that all... I don't know. Yeah. But I will say, I was more interested and focused on the women's costumes, which were all extremely small, but, like, they all look so gorgeous. And it, it just, like, was such an, a great, like, I don't know, like, societal reflection of these women who have all these different shapes and body types. And I noticed when I was even... It was right in the beginning when they all came down in their outfits. I was like, where's Fallon? But then it made me think maybe she didn't want to come. She knew it was going to be like an out-of-control bachelorette. But I was very interested to see what they would put her in. She's got such a like petite figure. But all the women just looked so gorgeous. And I just thought, like, who cares, you know, about this guy with possibly a prosthetic thing, dong Like, you got these beautiful ladies acting a fool. I agree with you. It was an adventure. I definitely think Atlanta this year, though, in terms of general fashion, has really, like, I feel like we got a little bit of an upgrade. I agree with you. It has been quite fun. I can't, I like, and I really do think that LaToya dresses, like, quite cute. And I like what Portia's been doing. And Candy, Candy has just stepped up. Her game and even in her IG, she really has amazing. I'm. I just feel like I've always loved Candy. You've known this before you watch the show. I used to tell you about Candy, and I love that. No matter how many years she's been on the show, I'm pretty sure she came in in season the second or third season. Two, she, two, oh, yeah. yeah, two. How with the red she, hair? Yeah, with the red short hair, and she was engaged to the guy who passed away. And it was just a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, but when um, but I always thought like Candy's one of those women who's just. I think so silently powerful and she's such an empire yes. like within herself and such a genius that remember each time we've learned something new about her like she wrote this song she did this like it's just insane and I just I can't wait till we all because I do think Portia is the queen of the show like she is I mean Portia to me is sort of like a crossover star like I don't think her queendom and the thing is that Candy came in already a crossover star. Like, she wasn't famous from the show. Yeah. And a lot of these women, like Cynthia and Kenya, also had very full, incredible careers. And the show just was sort of a part of their repertoire, not their defining thing. But with Portia, I don't think many, or at least I never heard of her before the show. And so the fact that I feel like now she sort of has a fame that's far beyond just the Bravo universe is, I'm so proud of her. Oh, me too. I mean, Portia's journey, because you know I was hurt by Portia, because as as I aforementioned, I've always loved Candy. So when she hurt Candy, she hurt me that moment. Have I ever forgiven Phaedra, Feifei? No, I have not. No, I have not. I still won't. People bring her I up. I love Portia. 
even when she's being naughty, it makes me think of a little child where you're like, you're just too cute to be mad at. When she was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, I just love her so much. And I don't think that she's malicious. Like, to quote Teresa, malicious is not what I think she is. I agree. Well, is there anything you want to add with Atlanta? I feel like we really covered it. I'm excited for next week. I feel like Portia is going to give Kenya a really No, I, I actually have been so happy so far with Portia's behavior, which is just to disengage. I felt Tanya was really stupid to sort of, like, there was never a confirmation from anyone of who else was involved and for her to be like, no, I just got to say this. As if she was so confident this would make her hands clean and be like, I would just put Portia all night from the one thing we know was that Portia was involved. But outside of that, no. I feel like actually in terms of excitement, we've had so much this season across the different like franchises, but nothing compares to this whole kind of like, it, it gives me the same excitement I had, like, with Potomac, you know, where it wasn't just the fight. It was, like, the after. I feel yeah, like the after is continue. Yeah. I agree. But I, I, I think I feel a little bit the opposite when it comes to New Jersey. Nothing finishes a look like the perfect bag. Our newest bag obsession is by Rafi NYC. Ruffy NYC is an exquisite bag brand that pulls inspiration from all different cultures and architectures. The fine detail and craftsmanship of their miniodier and clutches will elevate your look in an instant. Add one of these beautiful bags to your collection by going to the Raffi Bags website at raffi.com. That's R-A-F-E dot com. Enter our promotional code SOULSISTERS, S-O-L-S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for 20% off all your purchases. How are you feeling about this plot line? So with New Jersey, I mean, I think even the other day in the car might have gone a little heated. Mm. I also as well. And I feel like the world is going to think I just don't like a lot of people. And I don't. But I'm not you a good person. I just don't like people. No, you really are. I don't, I don't like Jackie. And I don't. But here's the thing. I've had issues with Teresa. I am so over tree. I literally was a t-shirt wearing free tree kind of girl. You were. And I have lost all sympathy for her. I think she is the least empathetic person. Exactly what would hurt her and has hurt her, she's doing to someone else. Maliciously, out of spite. I was really disgusted, disgusted last year with the whole encouraging of Danielle thing. And I really enjoyed this Bravo down with the clowns of the OG kind of thing. And I think Teresa to me is on her last legs. And I am hoping this is the last season we have to deal with her. I think the rest of the women are in two groups. And that is a willing or an unwilling follower of Teresa. But unless they're on her like radar 99% of the time in like a good way, then they just are not in existence on the show for some reason. Like she's gotten way too powerful. I think we need to get rid of her. And I appreciate Jackie because she is kind of helping us get rid of Teresa. Also, I don't think like 
having a stupid leader does not reflect well on New Jersey. Like your leadership needs brains and you cannot have someone who doesn't know an analogy is like as your ruler. You need to have someone lead you who knows what an analogy is. You know what though? Gia is just amazing. Gia could be the leader. If Gia was at the center of all this, I think we'd have like some interesting layered fights and and some interesting layered relationships and laughs and and growth and movement. But because it's Teresa, who it takes her 365 days to kind of understand what someone just said, and then another 365 years to come, sorry, days, probably (laughs) years is realistic though, but they to come up with how she wants to respond to it. We end up two seasons later getting some sort of snapback about something. And it's like not even comparable. Her, the producers assuming, which is probably not wrong, but that the reason Teresa is doing this is because Jackie agreed that it seems from paparazzi pictures that were published before the show was aired that it seems like her holding hands with a guy that it might be more than just like some friend. Is not the same at a, someone's birthday party suggesting that that man whose birthday it is and whose wife is dancing around happily loving this man is sleeping with other women and walking around a party of his actual friends. But I think Teresa it's more layered than that. I think she's mad at Jackie for being close with Melissa. I think she's mad at Jackie for saying that she knew what her husband did. I think she's mad at Jackie for like a bunch of different comments. And I think Teresa always festers and then eventually comes back like like what is it with the power of thor she's gonna yeah, like the up. mighty hammer of thor i will come down on you exactly as dennis would say and i just feel that like that's what we're seeing i completely agree that at this point with Teresa. I feel they keep her on because I do think the Housewives is how she supports a lot of her family. But that, when has Bravo cared about that? But I, I feel mean, like he's even talked about in his book. No, I don't think it is us as a viewer, and I certainly don't think some corporation like Bravo to feel bad about people who made the mistakes themselves. MTV, for example, did a perfect job with Mike. They let him go to jail. They followed his journey. We all hugged him and loved the situation. Big Daddy Sitch came out better for it because we didn't come this far just to come this far. Like, you know, you can be bitter or you can be better. The problem is Teresa was bitter and is still bitter. Like, uh, 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 I can taste it. Like, you ain't better, girl. I want to see more movement. I've seen something as amazing as Michael Sorrentino, a.k.a. The Situation, go from a drug-addled, what's he called? Drug-addled, what's he called? What's he called? How do you say it? He was a man whore, but that's not the word. Um, Pathological liar to, like, this amazing. No, he lied also. I don't believe you. Do you think Snooki gave him a blowjob? But I think he promised her that he wouldn't do it on TV. Dina! (laughs) What's the actual fuck? I think think they hooked up and I think one of the reasons... I don't think she cheated on Gianni. It's Gianni! I think she was wasted and on drugs. Her baby's daddy. 
maybe allegedly and i think something happened between them but a promise of friendship was made alana nonetheless and there was a, a promise never to bring it up and when he I brought it up looking at you as a person with like new eyes because you said this horrible terrible thing watch because i really we we watched the italy and go right into the awful season their last season when you watch no it's their second to last season oh it's the last season italy and then the last awful season no they go straight from italy into the next season without any break. That's why Vinny has to leave in the middle of it because he has his mental breakdown. And then the next season is their final. Watch then Italy skip that next season and go to the last season because those two, if you watch how Snooki is to him, it's just to me, it, like, it makes so much sense. Agreed, I disagree. But anyway, I just was pointing out that we've seen this amazing journey from this situation. BDS has come so far. And to see someone who actually has gone through the exact same thing as Teresa, nothing different, same amount of time in jail, same amount of press, same amount of everything, and come out like this incredible person that is truly someone who has changed, someone who values people around him, someone who is kind. I at his wedding. Someone who made me literally cry just last week when I found out for maybe the third episode in a row, but still, that he's going to be an actual BDS and that he's going to be a daddy. I was like messy, ugly crying of happiness for him and Lawrence. And then, you know, go to turning on Jersey. You've got this angry person that the only reason any level of behavior has come out of her that's positive is because of probably probation. And now that she's probably no longer on probation, we're getting just this nasty, bitter nonsensical unempathetic person let me let me give you let me give you some some knowledge not really i couldn't think of the Hit word. Me with it but here's the difference <laughs> mike he he like accepted and also like really acknowledged that what he did was wrong he doesn't blame wrong he doesn't to quote, blame. to quote, to quote Snooki, wrong. <laughs> he didn't blame anyone. I mean, one of the most amazing things when you watch Jersey Family Reunion is the fact that Mike takes responsibility for everything. And he's just is this amazing, amazing man. You go Incredible. for Lisa. She blames everyone else. Everything is everyone else's fault. It's my husband's fault I went to jail. It's my husband's fault that while I was in jail, my mother died. When I got out of jail, it's my brother's fault that my father got so like upset about everything that he did. Everything with her is a reason to blame somebody. She never, ever looks at herself and They maliciously did it. Yeah. But I honestly believe that with Teresa, she's never going to change or not have that bitterness until she actually can accept like every single role she has played in what her life has been. But well, I on a side note to that, I was very surprised when Marg, sorry, what's her name? Marge, Marge, Margaret, Margaret. Margaret, okay. and then there's Marge Sr. Yeah, I was very surprised, wait, what? I was very surprised when Margaret said that she didn't think Teresa actually thought Danielle would hurt her. I don't believe that. But she's At also all. been making a lot of side comments that like saying Teresa's not a nice person, saying Teresa. No, no. and I, I, I'm glad to hear her 
I'm that's why I'm saying I'm hoping this season is the reckoning or as you would say the fuckening I <laughs> am so over Teresa I realized when I was watching this season when she was walking around the party doing that and I was like what's wrong with this person first of all clearly she's doing this in part for TV yeah and this isn't the type of TV I like I mean my favorite reality show honestly more and more and more is Jersey Shore and it's because it's actually a show about people who love each other not that they don't fight and get messy but they really they call each other brother and sister like their intentions towards each other is like a family and I think I just recently started watching Flora Bama Shore and I kind of have a, a, a really like I've liked it really quickly because of the same thing you have to watch it you're like wasting your life that you're not but because it's sort of like the country version of Jersey Shore where you have people who all for different reasons are like kind of lost souls who don't have like even if they have family they don't have the same like they have an openness in their heart towards creating family out of the these people who they're housing with so they don't just look at each other as like people to fight with for others entertainment if they're fighting it's really genuine because they're there's like love brewing there and, and i think sometimes when i watch beverly hills is a great example of this and right now honestly i feel it a lot in dallas although i love cameron um but also i feel it when i'm watching new jersey where it just feels like what i'm getting is people who don't really feel like there's like authentic good feelings there and in New Jersey, I feel like everyone's always criticizing Melissa for her fake plot line. But how can Melissa be real when Teresa's there? Teresa's so controlling of her. Oh, with Melissa and Joe, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I think it's fake. I think her plot lines are always fake. I don't critical that they might be getting could be. No, I think everything they they're doing right now is to have a plot line that's fake that also doesn't like step on Teresa in any way or annoy her in any way and I feel like like Margaret is so happy to be on the show and enjoying herself so much but I feel like even she she's kind of scared to poke, poke the bear Dolores I've told you this I think she's gorgeous and I like her but I think she's a Teresa apologist and it's really hard for me to be like super excited by her being there because I think all she does is try to justify Teresa's poor actions it reminds me of like a mother who it's like you know has their children fighting and has like one child that they feel like just needs that little extra like they're damaged so they, they need that extra justification for every bad thing they do and I can't stand it and I think Jen is like been watching Teresa for years loves her will kiss her feet and then here we finally got Jackie who's like uh no I thought you were cool you're not a great person you're actually a really nasty person who does things to be nasty and you only see your own perspective and i'm sick of it uh, jackie, like, jackie doesn't annoy me in that she goes after Teresa like that yeah that's a given i think jackie annoys me for personal reasons that i don't know yet if it's safe to share here so i'm not going to but jackie just annoys me safe space. Yeah. no i'm not saying that jackie like for example, I could not see myself kicking it old school, Jackie. Although I do quite like Melissa, and since she can, I'm feeling like maybe it won't be a bad time. But I like that Jackie, the things that she brings up to Teresa, if you look at what Teresa hates Jackie for saying it, 
None of it, I'm not saying it was appropriate to say, but none of it was untrue. She wasn't saying anything scathing about her character. She talked about Joe and about how women can't control their husbands. That's not personal. She talked about Teresa, who was pictured in all the, you know, rag mags, having like going out holding hands in public with a younger man. Like no one saw that and thought it was kosher. And I understand why Teresa, who's a mother of four children, wasn't officially divorced, might not have wanted it out there. But Jackie didn't put it out there. She commented in on it when it was out there. And it wasn't even untrue. I think we don't know 100 million percent, but I think probably 99.9 percent it was true. She was sleeping with this guy, didn't realize the cameras caught her. And, you know, you can't hate a person who literally is just saying it looks like something. Like, that's what she's saying. I, yeah, I saw the pictures. It did look to me like it's something. Yeah. It wasn't like a suggestion by a, a source unknown. It was actual pictures. Like, the thing she hates about Jackie are not fair. And what she did was say, I have no proof. I won't say the name of the person. And I'm just going to say the most scathing, horrible thing you can say to someone to hurt their marriage and children and embarrass their family. No, I agree. The same thing... I think Teresa is completely wrong. I just don't like Jackie. No, but I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, like I said, it's not Jackie that I think, oh my God, she's the greatest person in the world. There's a lot of things that I don't like about Jackie. You and I have talked about it. One of the things I don't love is that it's very hard to find representations of Jewish people in the media. And it really bothers me that a lot of the Jewish people who you find in the media are not the ones that reflect like our upbringing well, and our lives, which are like the, they're the ones that are almost like apologists for being Jews. Like they very openly, blatantly are not in any way religious and they don't follow like Kashrit and they don't do things. And it feels like almost when Jackie does it, she's kind of doing it. Like I'm, I'm normal. Cause I'm not, and I felt practicing like Jew, and I take offense to that. Yeah, I felt like it was a dig almost to Siggy, who, whatever, for political. I agree for political reasons. If you if you agree or not agree with her, that's not where I'm looking at it. I'm only looking at it her as a religious Jew, and she represented as a Jewish person somebody who really like was believed and was showing it in a positive way. And one thing that saddens me so much in this show is it doesn't seem like unless you're Catholic or kind of of a Christian Christianity religion, like your religion can be represented. If you're Turkish, you get kicked off of the show. If you're, well, no, not Turkish. She was our, our um, Armenian. If you're Armenian, you don't fit in with the girl. If you're a religious Israeli Jew, you don't fit in with the group. I just don't get why some, why they can't ever have anybody from a different religion be represented at well, I would see about this the other day because, like, you have Dorit with her Christmas tree, Kyle with her Christmas tree. I mean, the last time there was actually, like, a practicing Jew who is nothing but Jewish, as far as I can think of, on TV who you never saw do or eat anything, like, non-kosher and things like that was Jill Zarin. I know. And first of all, I love and miss her. But second of all, like, it is, like, everyone's always talking about representation in the media, and it feels like that is bottom of the bail priorities because they they do have Jews, but they're not Jews that are in any way connected or practicing. And I do feel like or, there's a whole. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But I agree with you. Well, but you, Yeah. Sorry. 
with Dolores. I know what you're going to say with Dolores last yeah, season. Like last season. I took offense to it. A lot of comments about like Sydney. Underhanded. Yeah, underhanded. And then when, not last season, two seasons ago, and when Jackie joined, Dolores was a little iffy with her. And Jackie kept saying, I'm not one of those girls. I eat bacon. I eat shrimp. I'm one of like you guys, blah, blah, blah. And it made me so sad because it just shows again, like there's almost a nastiness to wanting to like show your religion in a positive way and even to show like we both don't eat bacon we don't eat shrimp we don't eat seafood or anything like that and we grew up in a in a household where like Hanukkah was a very big and special event I've not seen one show even the Goldbergs which we love that has ever as beautiful as Hanukkah is and that's or or the bar bar mitzvah it always bothers me on the Goldbergs on a side note that they don't do anything for his bar mitzvah. Like the other kids would have been too old, but Adams they could have shown, and it annoys me. But I also, you know, honestly, another thing I don't really love about Jackie is that I personally don't like that. Like, I feel she says things that, even within the context of reality TV show, you know, not the time and place. Like, I don't think she really is considerate of someone's feelings when she phrases things like she doesn't pause and think i'm gonna say if i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this in the nicest most gentle way she goes straight into like her kind of lawyer kind of arguing her point so aggressively and i don't think she's very conscious of how she might be making people feel when she gets into that mode because she's so interested in defending her perspective she's not really thinking about how she's making other people feel so i'm not saying i'm a fan actually of jackie what i'm saying though is i am happy jackie is there if it means that we will no longer have Teresa on the show. I know it's a lot to put on one person. I want the public to all agree with me. But I also think it's a lot for me to say, oh, well, I'm so upset with this person because she represents, like, the Jews. But she does. Just like Tiffany represents, like, the Asian community right now, and we're getting more and more diversity, I would love to see if it's a Middle Eastern, like, Israeli person or or even, like, a Middle Eastern, like, Muslim, like, I feel like we need even, like, other, like, th- like, um, like, people from all over the world, not just those. I'm not saying, like, religion-based. I feel like Bravo lately, it feels like everyone is under this kind of same, like, you have to have in a certain way almost the same ideologies to fit in. Like, the OC is the perfect example to me, honestly. Like, if you're not in that same mold, I would loved Peggy. I don't know what the world did. I loved Peggy. I loved Peggy. I honestly wanted Peggy and Heather to stay on the show and everyone else to leave. And I Yeah, and I just feel like I never understood why Peggy and why it was even considered okay for the girls. But you saw also it drive me crazy when they like Kelly would say, "Oh, I can't understand her." I used to take such offense. She wasn't speaking in a way that was unclear. But honestly, it's not just that. I when early (laughs) season, I think it might even be the very first episode. But when um, we first on the Shaws of Sunset, when we first meet Mercedes, the first thing she says is, "I'm a Muslim, but I'm not." that type of muslim you know and it made me really sad that like that's the world we live in like if you are from a conservative religious culture that like in the over kind of assimilation of america especially in terms of reality tv where they want people who are more having like the values of a like a very 
um, you know, secular person, like the first thing you have to say is, I'm not religious, I'm not this, I'm not like that, because then everyone else will kind of be turned off from you or you'll be too controversial. And that makes me sad because when you talk about things like so much of this year has been talking about representation, like one of the things that should be represented is how people from religious backgrounds who are still part of the religion, not like, for example, um, more like Alisa Barlow, even though she converted from my religion to another religion, she's like actively proud to be in her religion. She speaks super highly of it and has like more of a secular lifestyle that balances into like the Bravo world. Like where is more of that representation for other cultures? Like people who are still involved and happy and proud and religious and all these things as if it's not something dirty. And then, Utah, I love that it's not dirty. Me too. I like that it's actually like, even if I, because I think one of the things I love learning about, like new religions, new cultures, new this. And I Mm -hmm. think we could, especially in this Bravo world, have people open up to just so many other cultures. Could you be friends with so many different people from the world too? Has Mexican. Yeah, but has Mexican Dynasty been canceled? Because I love that show. And that show had all of that. They had Jews who were practicing yeah, Jews, like good Jews, and they had Christian, I don't and they know were that, that show got public and best friend and all these stuff. And good fashion, and the food looked always good. I mean, it made me want to move to Mexico City. I love that show. They want to go to Mexico. I think like one of the things that Bravo does, which is both good but also to be not good enough is they've got all these great spinoff shows that are like deep diving into a culture. And I do think, you know, not all friend groups have full representation, you know, in a real organic friends group, you might not have like the Asian and the black and the white and the, you know, um, you know, Indian and the, you know, you can't get a little bit of everyone in one friend group of six or seven people. Like it's just not necessarily like, like that you do end up with a lot of like maybe white ladies who hang out out and a, you know a lot of people who are from in i don't know like one group who do hang out and i know it might be hard but then it makes me sad when you have shows like um so- southern charm new orleans who get canceled when it's actually like an organic friend group that is very like mixed in matriculation i don't know i've heard it has and then like you've got shows like mexican dynasty where I don't know if it's because of COVID or not, but it doesn't seem like back. Like I want to see more of those shows that have like a mix of within the mix, if that makes sense. So it's, it's, you know, like I know that they're bringing back um, the karma show, which was so good. So I'm very happy. I forget what it was. Something karma. Um, the one that took place in Florida, but probably because Florida is so open during COVID, it could come back. But yeah. I feel like we need not just representation within the shows because that's one layer of it, but also representing not just like the most um, secularized and the most assimilated, but also people who are different and yet they're accepted and encouraged and allowed. I agree with you because I think that's more like what the world really is. Like, I have friends who are from all over, like, the same as you, but, like, all over different religions, some who don't believe, some who do. Like, everyone's from different cultures. And I feel, especially nowadays, like, you want to meet new people. You want to learn. You want to see, like, what the world is. You want to, like, 
be the best you can be as cheesy as it sounds and you're never going to be that stuck in a little bubble and I do think in a certain way Bravo has become antiquated like in their equation of what they like think however I would yeah. never want them to change age groups I don't agree with no that. I like that they do I don't want to wealthy women who act a fool yeah, me too. yeah. But, like, I will say, I was reading something the other day that which made me really sad about, like, the rise of hate crime towards Asian um, Americans. And it made me really sad, but then it also made me think, like, all the different ways that, like, we have not have, like, have and not have, I should say, like, representation. And in certain ways, I think, like, in Hollywood, there is more, like, representation like um filthy rich asians was so funny and like you're you know you have fresh off the boat and you have shows that like maybe didn't exist quite like that but i think that's something that bravo amazing but i think that's something bravo is missing like i know we have tiffany but that's one person that's a lot of pressure and she really cares and everything and she's wonderful and it's a great new addition and i wish she and cameron were friends because i really like both of them but i think that like we need a lot more of everything across the board yeah. where it's more because Jackie can represent the one Jew pretty much on all of the because I just don't count Kyle and Dre, but the one Jew on like all of the shows who like is really representing us because they should have Jews on every show they should have every religion yeah. on every show it shouldn't just be like one Asian on one show we should have it all around <laughs> No, but, like, I think, like, for example, you know, not to be crude, but there are shows where it's, like, on Atlanta, where it's all black women. And I think that's great. And I think it's also real in the sense that I genuinely believe that this is a group of friends that even off camera hang out together. So I don't want them to do things that aren't real. Like, I don't know if if they um, cast people adding them into cast that already exists if they're going to get a real group of friends. No, I get what you mean. I don't like that kind of casting, if you will. I think it's just like moving forward. What I want to see are more shows about friendships with people from different cultures that are more like what you and I grew up with, that are very international, very mixed, and also very open. I'm married to someone Muslim, but I come from a religious Jewish family and I believe in my religion. My husband believes in his religion. Like, I'm not saying I want to be on a reality show, but I would like to see more shows about people who are from mixed cultures who believe in art and loving of their culture and yet find a way to love and mix with people as well that are different. And I that's what's not there. So, Andy. And I'd like them all to be wearing tons of Nikki Rocks and Stylishly Rocks pieces while they do it. Thousand percent. And if they need styling tips, File, I mean, follow at Stylishly Solomon. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like some beautiful accessories to finish your looks, please go to Nikki Rock Jewelry. <laughs> well, I feel like we really covered everything. From- we got deep today. Like, people are not expecting to listen to this podcast and get schooled, but that's what we did today. We had everyone come into our classroom. We were the great professor, doctor, and Dr. Solomon. And we help people look at the world in a new way. You're welcome, world. You are. You are. And 
we look forward to discussing more. I mean, I know this week lots of fun things are coming out, and I'm excited to deep dive them with you. Can I just say I'm most excited for the Married to Medicine? Um, oh my god do you know i keep like bravo keeps me because they keep on youtube tv which is where i watch all my tv they keep doing new married to medicine it's not a new it's last season but i'm not thinking at first so every time my heart races i get so excited and i go to press on and i'm like i've seen this why is this so familiar why is this Ada, so i'm nodding knowingly because literally the same things happen to why me. do they keep writing new they're assholes. That's all I can say. But I am so excited. I literally, I like, so my fun. two favorite Bravo shows are probably Atlanta and Married to Medicine. I just think they're the very best of comedy and heart and soul and love. And much like Jersey Shore, I genuinely believe people love each other. And I just really can't wait for it to be back. I just, like, as soon as I see Simone's teethy smile, I'm just oh, like, I hi, I want to see that big, beautiful, like, Jackie, loving that. I, I want to hear Dr. Jackie's wisdom. Like, I just, you know, I want to see your Dr. Heavenly cackle. Like, I want all the things I look forward to so, so much. Heavenly's husband so much. I haven't seen him in so long. I, like, no. miss her daughter. I miss them all. I need to see and her, it's her daughter and her lip gloss. Yeah, oh, like I want to know—is she still doing that? Has is she, she a little forward? sassy is she... now? Is she like still like you know how? It's, it's it's been a really hard year, and I'm so glad to have them back. And I know Quad is like a side of character now. So what is Quad? Doing? I feel like that suits her though because she does not like to share. She does great in terms of when she's on camera, she's comfortable with the camera, but she's not comfortable sharing. So I kind of like her as sort of a Marlowe of married to men. I have to see Alana because you know how much I love Quad. So this is going to be No, Quad gives great, like, reads, but she doesn't do great being read to, if you will. And so... So good at reading. And she's so close off. And I feel like they were very nice because they gave her two seasons to open up. First, she didn't season one, and she got mad at people for asking her. And then season two, she sort of, like, pretend like she was. And she was not. So... But there was a journey. We had some times where she would open up a little and then be like, and no. no. She's kind of like a Marlo to me where I love seeing what she's wearing and she's so pretty and I kind of think she gives some great sassy moments. But if she, she doesn't give me anything that makes me want to go more because she was right in the beginning. But then when she and Dr. Greg kind of fell apart, I think her relationship with comforting and sharing to the public sort of went away. But wait, Toya, Toya, I'm so excited for her closet. Oh, my God, no. Everything about Toya excites me. I love her. I love her husband. I love her little boys. I love her house. I love everything. I just, and honestly, one of the things I have, like, when I first watched Married to Medicine, I was, like, I felt like it was, like, a poor man's Atlanta. And one of the things that I've changed my mind with so much is that I I'm think Mary to Medicine might even be better. Because when I first went, they were funny, but they hadn't found their perfect cast. No. And season one, Mary to Medicine, I'm saying it. I'm standing but by my thing. I, I felt like it wasn't, it was, like, in the same location as Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And the premise is kind of thin. It's essentially a housewife with a different kind of umbrella. But then what happened was by season two and definitely season three, they just hit their sweet spot. The women were all open with each other. They 
bonded they had like interesting plot lines individually as a group then most importantly my number one thing was they are all so funny and as soon as they brought heavenly in i felt like the show changed and became atlanta worthy i have to say i remember it took me years years to get you to watch atlanta and then from there years to get you to watch Married to Medicine, and nothing makes me as happy as when I told you those would be your two favorite shows. You know, no one likes someone who says I told you so. But I did. And I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, like, if I, if, if Bravo was horrible to me and said I could only choose three shows on the network. Oh, Potomac. I would pick. Oh, sorry. Go. Oh. I would pick Real Housewives of New York because I just, like, I could rewatch that, like, forever i would pick atlanta and i pick married to medicine now i know what you're thinking because your face and your words said potomac i'm going to tell you why okay potomac is still in a new enough phase of its existence where i love this last season i actually loved all the seasons but i really love this last season but i have like emotional attachment to the ladies in Married to Medicine. No, right. And I feel the same way with Atlanta and I feel the same way with New York. Like no, their right. journeys, I feel emotionally attached. No, I do have to say, if I had to pick three, it would be, you're right. I'd pick New York, Atlanta, and Married to Medicine. But if I had to pick three with a side bitch, Potomac would be there. Because- oh, Okay, do you know what? Oh, please, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just gonna say, those are they're just to me like, like Potomac could definitely be my mistress. I love Potomac, but also like Moody's leaving. Who's the next girl? Do we like her? Like, why aren't I getting more Katie Ross? You know, like there are still some things happening in Potomac. Giselle, I feel like sometimes is sort of like what's it called? A wet rag or no? A wet a wet, wet shoe? A wet foot? A wet blanket? There you go. And and sometimes like she's so beautiful to look at that it's distracting from the fact that I kind of feel like she can be a little bit like. Nah, she's like a little too more. She's like trying to be Kenya sometimes to me. But yeah. honestly, if I needed a side bitch, even though they're all monsters, it might be something like Vanderpump. Like if you need a mistress, it needs to be a whore. Like you want her dirty. I get it. I yeah, get it. real dirty. No, but then again, it might be Summer House seeing, I don't know, not Summer House, like Summer House from like season three. So that's only like two seasons. Yeah. No, I, I think, think it would go back to Vanderpump because like as long as you're aware that these people are horrible monsters, you can still enjoy yourself. No, I feel you. And I do get like you sometimes you want it dirty, but I think I still want my mistress to be a little bit of a classy lady. So and I'm not saying I will miss like, for example, Ashley Darby eating her salad as her husband's admitting to infidelity. Like, I, I'm going to miss that very much. I'm going to miss Giselle and her, like, chaotic fashion and house decor. I'm going to miss Karen and her sass and her beautiful wigs. But, you know, I'm even going to miss Candace and her sharply folded napkins that she jabs into the side of her eye ducts. I tried but, really hard. No, I am more like Kyle Richards, where I wrap it around my finger and I go here if I have makeup on, but usually I also do what my grandma yeah, I do that under yeah. my eye. But honestly, if I'm crying, I'm not caring about my makeup, and I'm just not that type of professional. 
you know, my makeup comes off. I'm ugly. I'm Kim Kardashian season one crying, you know? But having said all of that, I feel that we are lucky because we don't have to choose. We don't need to have no, we don't, Alana. Three wives and a side hoe. <laughs> but I'm glad because we usually play call, text, delete. And this, I feel like, was our kind of home call, text, delete. <laughs> Very organic. So organic. <laughs> we, we absolutely did not, like, pre-plan that. We did not. We did not. But I hope you guys had fun with us. And last. I had the best time. And I, I hope to get to, you know, know you more throughout this experience. Yeah. And I thank you for thinking of us. I thank you as well. <laughs> oh my God, Dina! Wait, one, two, three. Dina, I thought of the perfect, um, you know, like you know, at the end, so we like yeah. we end it. Okay, do you know how um, David and Stevie are always like best witches? Kind regards. Oh yeah, is that what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, you go first. One, two, three. Okay. Best wishes. Kindest regards. Or is it kind regards? Kind regards. I think that's what it is. Should I look it up? Yeah. Make sure we're doing the right I thing. I have the key so we have to get off. I've, I've held it for like two hours. I can't believe Hannah's engaged. Like it really has shocked me off my biscuits. I'm trying to yeah. Oh, it's warmest regards. Best wishes, warmest regards. Okay, warmest regards. Okay. Best wishes, warmest regards. Yes. Uh, 